Uh, what's going on, Miles? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you know, I, I'm not exactly great. <laughs> you know, I'm, I was just thinking about this, like, literally, like, two minutes ago. It's like, it must suck to lose, like, your franchise QB you've had for now 20-plus years. But think about the fact that now you get to start something new with probably someone a lot better in the end. So, like, like not better all time wise, but you got to think Brady's on his at the end of his career. He's not going to be the top of his game until he gets in the playoffs. So, oh yeah, I mean, you could actually you could see that. Like last year, it, look at the way he threw the ball against Tennessee in that playoff game. He he was like, throwing better than he had all year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he was firing that thing around that game, and like yeah, when you when you look at how he played that game, and you look at like how he played in some of the regular season games, like that was a willpower thing. Like yeah, and he, it's hard to it's hard to get Brady down the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's 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 just it's what he does. It's when it comes. That's why he's the greatest of all time. Is when it when it's winning time. Tom Brady won. He wins. Yeah. yeah. It still wins. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, God. This is tough. So we'll uh I'll talk about that. Um obviously I have to touch on that. And uh, we'll mm-hmm. touch on there was they just signed a receiver. I don't know anything bird. about. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. I can give you some. I, they're damn saying, they're saying he's fast, yeah. People are saying he's fast as fuck. Um, and what else? What else happened today? There was a couple. Oh, we um, covered some of those trades from yesterday, obviously. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about Hopkins. Yeah, we'll talk about Hopkins, Diggs. Um, Bill O'Brien sucks. <laughs> we All can right. talk about right. like uh, the QB replacements for uh, uh, the Patriots, or even where Canada yep. go. stuff along that. Yep, line. and uh, and Rip Rivers going to the Colts. Mm-hmm. And Bridgewater to uh, Carolina. Oh cool. my God! Who Atlanta's gonna have a fun fucking time with Bridgewater? That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Bridgewater's not gonna last any longer than that Atlanta game because once Carolina plays Atlanta, their fucking atrocious O line is gonna get shredded, and Bridgewater is gonna be broken. <laughs> I'm like. See- it's funny because I'm excited to see Brady twice a year now. Like that—that that makes me excited that I know the Buccaneers are going to be playing the Falcons twice a year, and I might get to see Atlanta beat the Buccaneers twice. I mean, with Tom Brady, <laughs> dude. Like, well, I mean, think about for the TV ratings: Brady oh, versus yeah. Breeze, Bucks oh. Saints. I the, with those with the weapons on both sides of the ball. I mean, that's good. That's got Sunday night primetime written we're playing the all NFC, over it. We're playing the NFC North this year, too, so that means that he's going to play Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow. Wow. So he's there's some big marquee games now that he's that he's signing with the Bucs. Yep. I'm going to have to cover because it's now my job. You know what's I'm funny? I hate every second of it. As I, I think with the playoff expansion now, as long as Atlanta goes through with whatever offseason plan they have right now, 
which seems it seems odd, but I think they're executing it kind of well. But with that, I think the Bucks can make the playoffs, and then I think the Saints will also still make the playoffs again. So I think that we can see three NFC South teams sneak in because of that extended playoffs. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a chance. I I I do think the Bucks uh, have have a very obviously. I think they'll make the playoffs with Brady. I don't I don't I don't know if they're a contender. Mm. Yeah. Wouldn't see a contender with that defense, but no, that's what I mean. That's what I. That's what fucks me up with this, because that's what I said the other day. And by the way, for everyone that's listening, this is the slightly biased podcast, and this is Miles Bloomquist at the Phantom Jazzy with me. <laughs> been talking for fucking five ten minutes, so fuck the intro here. <laughs> just hop right I, into I it. No intro necessary. I just. You know, the other day I I was saying about it. I don't I don't see Tom Brady wanting to go after school, f- fucking thirty points a game and throw fucking fifty passes a game in Tampa. I, there was there was no running game over there last year. It wasn't the best offensive line. We didn't we didn't have a great old line either, so I can't say anything really. Um, but I mean, a horrible defense. You got to think that that means that, like you said, the running game wasn't anything to talk about, but what I've seen so far is that Melvin Gordon is down to three teams. That's Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and Miami. And judging by Miami signing earlier with Jordan Howard, I don't think they're really looking at shelling out Melvin Gordon. Yeah, they're not going to shell out money to Gordon because they already shelled out money to uh, Parker in the offseason. So So Miami got to sign as a quarterback? Are they sticking with Fitzpatrick? Uh, well, I'm thinking they're sticking with Fitzpatrick and then just draft Tua or Herbert or whatever. Yeah, that would make sense. Because they have Rosen, too. They don't really need to shell out money for a QB just to get cut cut one of the guys that they've, they're paying for to trade a second-round pick for. So definitely just see them just sticking with the draft. I saw a Pats fan saying they should, we should go trade for Rosen now. So get it for Miami. That, Fucking Flores isn't going to trade Rosen here. No, definitely not. They, they also, were interested in him before. I, I'm actually, I'm not completely sold on the idea that Josh Rosen can't play in the NFL. I, I, I think the kid needs snaps before I can say that. I don't understand why Miami made the move for Rosen, really. Like, I get you're trying to find your franchise QB, but Rosen clearly needed the time to develop, and they just threw him in right away, and then were like, ah, fuck it, he sucks. Let's go draft Tua. Yeah, exactly. It, it didn't make sense to me, that move. I that was just a waste of a second round pick that you could have used to help continue building for the future. So exactly. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Um, I guess I'll, I'll touch on, I, I can't even really touch on it really. Actually the, the whole Brady leave. And I already cried myself fucking, <laughs> I bawled <laughs> my eyes out like a baby today, man. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I woke I up I, I, very happy. <laughs> so we're on the totally opposite spectrum here. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I, I, I cried like a baby, dude. I'm, I, dude. I was. I, I'm sure you saw my tweet. I, I remember it clear as day. Eight years old, the, playing the playing the Rams in the Super Bowl. I, I barely was into football at the time. Like I, I barely understood what was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's fucking Brady gets the ball and start make that last drive and fucking playing with one of my friends, this kid Nick, he was eighteen, still lives across the street from me. He goes, 
Hey, how many times has dad seen them win? I said, none. He goes, how about your grandpa? I said, none. He goes, sit down, shut the fuck up and witness history. Because <laughs> you might not ever see this again. And I, I, I sat down and watched that whole thing with him. Thinking in my head, I might not ever see this again. <laughs> that's crazy. But, but uh... yeah, it's, that's like, that's, I, I joined Pop Warner the next week. Like, that's really, that's the moment that I like fell in love with football. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's sad. It's tough to I I don't think we were ever really in. I think I I think he wanted to move on. Honestly, I don't think he wanted to play here. I actually believe that statement from Kraft. I mean, even uh, apparently there's a report saying that the Patriots just didn't even offer him anything. Like they barely even negotiated. So I I mean, you got I, I think it's no, no, fairly... so sorry to cut you off. It's okay. I was going to say, it's been fairly, like, I think whether or not you want to believe rumors or not, I truly believe that Belichick has been trying to start the train to get Brady out. Whether, like, I don't think, I'm not saying he doesn't hate Brady or anything, but Belichick understands that the future is the future. And, you're no, and like, Brady's going to get old and Brady's going to start losing his mechanics. And you don't want to pay a guy 30 yeah. millions a year when you can start looking towards the next 20 years. So, I mean. Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, like, I. So that's everyone's. Oh, he's always won Brady out. That's why I drafted Jimmy 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 G before. <laughs> oh, he didn't draft Jimmy G to to kick Brady to the curb. He he drafted Jimmy G to learn behind Brady because when Brady was thirty six, you thought thirty six thirty seven. You thought okay, maybe he's only got a, a couple of years left, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then. If you're investing such a high round into it or such a high pick into a QB, you're definitely thinking that, like, next couple of years this guy's going to start. But obviously Brady was still on fire, so that just changes the, the narrative yeah, there. That's, yeah, the whole thing changed. You, No one thought he was going to be playing at that high of a level as he got older. And, uh, yeah, you, were get, you, you moved on from you, – you traded Jimmy G. That was the right decision. Brady won an MVP after that, right? <laughs> but I, they, they've clearly been in like uh, you can tell from the picks over the last few years that Belichick has been looking for uh, looking towards the future with the draft like Nikhil Harry and Sony Michelle. Uh, half of Pats fans are convinced they both suck. But I, I mean, what are you going to do behind that O line? I saw a lot of good things from Nikhil Harry. If I'm being completely honest, from what I saw, I don't know what. Pat's fans are really on. That's, I saw a lot of potential out of him. He was never. I saw, yeah, I saw boatloads of potential out of him. He, I, mean, I he was never fully integrated in the offense. I bet you that's where you're going with that, right? Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say he never got to. He was definitely not like when I was watching the tape on Nikhil Harry, and I saw him a bit before he got drafted. Um, I saw that raw athleticism. You know, that's the big driving force behind Nikhil Harry. It's not really his hands, it's his speed and his strength. And when it comes down to that, you're not going to see those receivers a lot in the first year. And if you do, then you're probably not going to see the good side of them. Nikhil Harry is definitely a project, and that's why he fell all the way to the 32nd pick. I thought he overall should have gone higher because he's going to be a good receiver. But that was a good move by yeah. New England because that's a future pick right there, and Belichick knows damn well that's what it was. Yeah, like I, I watched Nikhil Harry, and I – Obviously, after they drafted him, like I, I watched a good amount of his game tape from college, at least uh, 
you know, highlight reels or whatever. And he he was never a there was a problem last year. So no one was getting separation. And yeah. Yeah, Brady's forty three years old. He can't fit it into the tightest window in the world anymore. Yeah. So the the Nikhil Harry's not great at getting separation. No. That's not his thing. But that's one but thing you Nikhil can Harry, learn. That that's one thing that can be learned from working on your route running and everything over time. I don't know where people are gonna be. It's there's ways to get better at that. If I were... And but what he's what he's great at, he's dominant at the point of catch. Yeah. And like you said, when he gets the ball in his hands, he can make plays. That that touchdown that wasn't a touchdown against the Chiefs. Yeah. That that was a that was a fantastic football play. That was a, that was a grown man play he made getting in the end zone. I see a lot of um, Nikhil Harry and what I see in Lavisca Chenault, who's a draft prospect this year. Very similar situation. Who the Patriots are looking at? Yeah, Chenault is a, actually is a guy that is not going to come out and be great year one, but his raw athleticism—he's definitely better than Nikhil Harry in that scenario. But um, he's super similar in that way. So if you've done a lot of research on either one of those guys, they're super close <laughs> to each other in terms of just the way they're built and how they play. Hmm. That's a, yeah, I'll have to, I actually haven't uh, watched much film on him yet. Uh, that Chenault guy. Oh, let's take another look at him. I, I did like I, t- I was talking to you about. I, I started doing a little uh, Stidham game film yeah. on the way home, just on my phone, so I can't see much. Uh, I didn't see much. I, I have no reason to think he's going to suck, basically. I, no. Stidham had a really bad <laughs> year in 2018, and that's why his stock fell. I mean, Stidham was c- supposed to be a first-round pick. Stidham was supposed to be great before that 2018 season. But when I went back and saw it, his O-line let him down a lot. His offense let him down a lot. His offense left him out to hang out to dry on many occasions. And Stidham was the one making sure that those broken plays were not destroyed and that he could get downfield and use his athleticism, kind of like a Daniel Jones did. But a, he's a little more athletic than, say, Daniel Jones, because I see he's more sneaky, where Stidham is actually like more of a mobile kind of guy. But if you want to talk about that, what stood actually, out to me was the mobility. Yeah. What's wrong with him is his accuracy fell off that year. That that was directly his fault. But also, when you're getting hit every play, I mean, it's I, I'm talking from experience seeing Matt Ryan. It's hard to stand upright and throw a ball perfectly when you've just been hit four times in a row. Like not only absolutely not only are you hurting, but you're you're worried. Like, what if I throw this right now and all of a sudden I get strip sacked or I get hit again and the ball fumbles out? Quarterbacks are thinking about this, and that's what led to a down year for Stidham in 2018. But I mean, I like him. I think he has the chance to be a starter if he. I mean, sitting behind Brady for a year, like I said earlier, the Patriots have been a QB factory with Brissett and uh, Garoppolo. Um, so. I think that Stidham definitely has a shot to be the starter, but I think that there are better options out there. You know, I think Stidham is a yeah. good plan B. Yeah, yeah, he's. I don't. I don't think he's a horrible uh, plan B at all. I, I like what you said. You're right. Uh, a couple of the accuracy things there, and there's all line. I only. I only watched five, five, six drives. I think I watched pretty much. I watched pretty much the first half of the 2018 game against Tennessee. And I saw him getting hit a lot, <laughs> like uh, a real lot. In both of the interceptions, 
where he was getting hit and he was trying to get the ball off and, like, instead of just throwing it away, he tried forcing the pass to somebody. Which that's... uh, I feel like a lot of young guys do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... That's a typical thing that a guy in college does that, that you learn not to do when you play in the NFL. It's... Yeah. You know, while we're, while we're on this topic, I actually want to ask you, I've been thinking about this whole time, and I thought I'd get it from the general himself. What do you actually believe the Patriots are going to do at QB this year? I mean, you're going to think Cam's available for trade. That would be interesting. Uh, I mean, you've heard Jameis a lot. Um, the draft is an option, but I think that if you're talking getting right back into the playoffs and trying not to miss a step, you got to think Cam, right? I, yeah, I mean, yes and no, because uh, he's got a pretty big contract, doesn't he? I mean, um, he's getting paid, but he's not getting paid like some of these other quarterbacks. And I, I mean, I don't know what you'd have to give up for. My, my thing with Cam Newton is. Cam Newton to me was never an elite passer. No. And he was what made him special, what made him an MVP was his ability to move, his ability to run you over and run by you and throw while he was running. I don't know if he still has that after all after all the injuries. And it's not his style of play isn't easy to sustain. So I if he doesn't have that, Cam Newton to me isn't an elite quarterback. Yeah. That? That's, I mean, here, here's my thing with the Patriots. They, everyone thinks that this is a fall apart, tear down, rebuild. No. I, it doesn't look like that to me at all. Are you, They won most of the games last year because of the defense, not because of Tom Brady. Yeah. I, I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan you probably ever met in your life, right, Miles? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I have I have no issue saying that because that's a hundred percent true. They won most of their games because of the defense last year. That defense is pretty much all back, minus so, Van Noy and Collins, who can both be I think can both be replaced. So that's they both they both got paid good. Thing, I think Collins is in a good spot in Detroit. Yeah, the thing that worries me is that um, if you're talking about the draft, there's not a lot of linebackers to fill up those spots. So maybe that's something they go with early. Um, I mean, like, I when I get back to instituted drafting, I'm telling you, I'm going to talk about the Patriots first thing because I think there's a lot of interesting ways they can go about this draft, whether or not they go QB first round or st- to stacking up that defense or even build around, you know, let's say they get a Cam Newton or Jameis, start building around him. Uh, I mean, it, they have so many options now, and I think that's <coughs> something that as a fan – everyone should be excited for just knowing that there's nothing guaranteed about the Patriots. Now all bets yeah. are off. And well, you know, the other thing worth mentioned too, is it's such, such a deep draft class on skill position players, particularly wide receivers and tight ends. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, tight ends, not really prominent at the deep. top of the draft, but tight ends, once you get to that second, third round, I guarantee the Patriots are going tight end in the third round. I mean, they don't have, a... we have four third round picks. Yeah. I mean, and then, um, you got to think a couple of wide receivers in there. Uh, you know, Edelman, so, Edelman's getting old, and you want to pair up. Yeah, Edelman's Harry. 33. I, I would like to keep Edelman um, here. I've had Patch fans talking that we should trade him to Tampa now to go play with Brady. I, it's the most self-inflicting wound 
this fan page just wants to self-inflict wounds. I swear to God. <laughs> like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to trade Edelman for another third round pick to watch him and Brady go to Tampa. Why would I want to do that? I don't even <laughs> think you could pull a third pick for, or third rounder for Edelman because he never. Yeah, me neither. Like, what do you? Yeah, what? And he's old, coming off an injury, and he's really a guy that you have to say without Bill Belichick and Tom Brady probably isn't in the NFL. Probably not. Yeah, no, more more than likely not. Because he was a fucking quarterback from Kent State. Yeah. I've put 11. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at Danny Amendola. I, I like to compare Edelman and Amendola a lot because I thought they played fairly similar, especially as small white receivers the, on the Patriots. The, very similar. And, well, um, actually, Edelman was uh, – they took him – near the end of Welker's contract. And he, he stepped right in and filled the Welker role yeah, uh, to a T. So, it brought maybe even better than Welker did. <laughs> man, I, I, uh, I, I just, whenever uh, I think of well, Wes Welker, I fucking laugh. <laughs> dude, well, Wes Welker was a, a legitimately good receiver. He was good. Yeah. Except Wes Welker, uh, he, he dropped his pass on third down against the Giants in the Super Bowl in 2011. And I don't know if I ever truly forgave him. <laughs> like, people are like, oh, I hate him because he went to the Broncos. I'm like, I don't know, man. He dropped that pass on third down. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that fucking killed me. I mean, like I was um, going to say, I compare Amendola and Edelman a lot. And look at Amendola in Detroit. Like, he filled that slot role, but... He didn't look like he did in New England. He looked good in New England, and they actually looked sloppy. He looked like he didn't yes, fit, yes. even in even with a coach that was from New England. But I mean, Matt Patricia's a defensive coach, so I, yeah, I think a lot of that does have to do with Belichick. And I, I, I'm not going to say system players because I've gone on this whole thing about saying that no, everyone's a system player. That's how it is now, unless you're like I. Like, so I was just having a discussion. Uh, it actually with. My parents and a couple of their friends. Uh, one of them who's who's going to be who's going to be a guest on Slightly Biased soon. A former state rep will be coming on Slightly Biased. If if that's big news for anyone, <laughs> me. <laughs> but um, you know they're like, oh, you know, well, you know, someone can just step right into the system, and I'm like, well, what is the system? Because we've read it, we've just, you know, because Charlie Weiss's offense was different than Josh McDaniel's offense. The offense in 2007 the air Corio was a lot different than the offense with Kronk and Hernandez. And you know, really the, the system in new England, the, if you want to use that word, is just being able to draft guys and adapt mm-hmm. to what you have. And I, 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 people tell me that Bill Belichick can't draft. And I think you're a fucking idiot. If you say Bill Belichick can't draft. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I don't know how you feel about that, but I I, I think that's a I think, stupid fucking statement. I, I think <laughs> Belichick in his like uh, the top of the rounds, like especially first round stuff with like that. Especially recently, he hasn't been hitting on that too well. But when you get yeah, to that yeah. fourth, fifth, sixth round, which are honestly my favorite rounds to look at players, like the amount of like especially as an Atlanta fan, Thomas Dimitrov has pulled some fucking magic out of his ass in the fifth round. I think Grady Jarrett. Um, even a guy like Ido or Ido Smith, who I think was a fourth round pick, like just the magic that even like yeah. Belichick does it too. He gets guys in those late rounds that are just 
beautiful for the system. And like I said, I don't believe that there is such thing as not being a system player because if you don't fit in a system, you're not going to be good. If you're exactly, let's like put it like this: if you are a tall, not very fast, but you're like a tall physical receiver, and you go play for Cliff Kingsbury. (laughs) You're probably not going to do good because that whole system is is the air raid system going deep and just bombing it. So, well, I was just going to say, if you're Lamar Jackson, could you step in and play uh, the system that New England played? No, last because year? there's no designs for Brady to move around. So if you put Lamar Jackson in exactly. there, he's just going to look like a fucking dumbass. They have they designed their whole offense around Lamar Jackson in a single season. That's a uh, dude. I I. I I get I get Ravens fans who are like, dude, Brady's a system QB. I'm like, then what the fuck is Lamar Jackson? <laughs> and I was just Please, I was I mean... talking to this with Jet and Kenny earlier, or you know, like last night or whatever. But I don't think Lamar Jackson's a good QB, and I will continue to say that he's a good athlete. But I don't think running around like that is a QB skill. It's not. The quarterback throws the fucking no, ball. no. It's 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 not. If I I 100 agree with you. If if Greg Roman happened to leave Baltimore. That's a death sentence yeah. for his career. That's a that's a unless they unless suddenly they somehow have an offense coordinator who can step. But they meticulously built everything around what Lamar does and installed a brand new offensive set primarily for Lamar. Then he he can't run. Other NFL systems. I, I don't even think he could. Okay, you know what? He could probably run Mahomes' system because Andy Reid just works wonders with quarterbacks. Yeah. And that's you know what I have to say that Mahomes, talented as hell, got all the talent in the world. I would not dispute that. Yeah. Does he have the same numbers if he's not uh, playing with a guy like Andy Reid and having Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill? Probably not. To, to throw probably to? not. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's. <laughs> I mean, Alex Smith was an MVP candidate under Andy Reid. I mean, I can also. I believe he was. I believe he was top three in MVP. Yeah. Teams. I mean, I can also like just talk from, <laughs> from Atlanta. Atlanta switching offensive coordinators like a fucking uh, carousel. So I've seen Matt Ryan play on so many oh, different it's... systems and. He's done pretty good in a lot of different systems, but you can see where the numbers fluctuate. Like uh, Steve Sarkeesian, who did more of a power run and then throw deep. Matt Ryan had some pretty damn good numbers with Sarkeesian, but look at then then look at Shanahan, where all of a sudden you know you're it's the whole priority is get these guys who can catch, get them the ball, and then let them do their thing. Yeah, and then Matt Ryan's an MVP. That that's the thing with yeah. See, and that's the thing with I hate with uh, constantly changing. Offensive coordinators is you do get guys that the offensive coordinator that you have in place wants, and he has designs for. That's like it, sometimes you know you get another offensive coordinator that maybe that's not their guy. I, to be honest with you, look at um the David Johnson situation in Arizona. They went uh they went they pretty much took him out of the game. For the most part, I know he played a little bit, uh, did all right near the end of the season there. But they went and picked up Kenyon Drake, and then they just—I mean—they fleeced the Texans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in that trade, they. Just, my God, Bill O'Brien, <laughs> that's just hot. But like that, I don't think David Johnson was 
Cliff Kingsbury's guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely not. And just like, like look at how how well Kenyon Drake did at the end of the season once they started playing him. Like that's clearly their guy. And David Johnson had like I'd say like 12 games to prove himself. And he's even all the like the big argument is oh wait till David Johnson gets healthy. Yeah, well guess what? He was fucking healthy last year. And look at that. Yeah. Oh my god, he was a he had that year where he fucking destroyed. He fucking won everyone. He, Anyone who had them on their fantasy team probably won that like one huge year. Absolutely, he had. and then he and then and and then he went and then he went like top five every year and after he, that <laughs> for like two years straight. Didn't David Johnson was a total one year wonder, <laughs> but just no one could get through to that because he got hurt like two consecutive years. So you're like, oh well, you know, maybe now he'll be healthy and he'll be back to that. Like, no, no, absolutely not. He was clearly a one year wonder. Dude, you know what? That's a good, uh, a good, good thing we could do for some content in this in these dark times and no sports is uh, the greatest one year wonders <laughs> of all David time. Johnson, number one. The bet the. No, I don't know, man. I think Peyton Hillis might oh, have to be number Peyton one. Fucking Hillis. <laughs> oh, he destroyed us that night against fucking Cleveland. I hated that game. That was like his breakout game was against us. Oh. I puked, and then we destroyed the Steelers the next week on fucking national television. It was glorious. In 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 their home house, Brady ran one in the end zone, starts yelling at the Steelers fans. Oh, it's good times, good times. Now I'm gonna cry. <laughs> now, uh, you you said you uh you know a little bit about this Demir Demir, however you say Bird, his name, I think. Bird. Demir Damier. Yeah, oh, I call him Damier, even though I know it's not right. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm just going to butcher his name. Me and my father will do this next year at the first game. We'll butcher his name, his first name somehow, and that's just going to be how we say it the rest <laughs> of the year. Uh, now, I, I didn't – I have to look at the contract, actually, because I didn't see um, – you see the numbers on it, but what what do you know about? Okay, well, I mean, the thing that immediately stands out with him is obviously his speed, and he is he's twenty seven. He played. He didn't really uh, get. He he was undrafted in twenty fifteen. Uh, he played for the Panthers, so I've seen quite a bit of him, even though he didn't play a lot. But obviously, watching Panthers games because I'm a Falcons fan, um, I got to see a little bit of Bird. And, uh, yeah, his speed immediately stands out. He's a great special teams guy, and we all know New England is great at special teams. So I think he can really help contribute on there, whether or not he's returning or he's just running around blocking and tackling. I think uh, you get a decent special teams player there. But when we saw him go into the air raid system at the end of the season with Kyler Murray, uh, after all those receiver injuries, he actually stood out fairly well. Um he did end up getting, uh, like, kind of booted once all those injuries sort of came back and Christian Kirk was playing again and they were giving Hakeem Butler more time. Um, you saw a bird sort of float away, even though he was having a good stretch of games, um, but definitely a great route runner. Once you get him past 25, 30 yards, you can kind of see him create a lot of separation and then on that deep ball and then all of a sudden he's gone. But – Within those first 20 yards, he kind of struggles for me. I, you know, on those quick ends and stuff, even like slants, is yeah, which... uh, like 
just a big pile yeah, of he can offense. catch slants, but all, but he can't really get past anyone. As he gets tackled almost immediately, which is weird for sort of a speedy guy, especially deep threats. They can catch slants and then just be gone, even if they don't even have to go deep on a route to make a deep threat play. That's that's what I like about the slant route. But he struggled with that. But then all of a sudden on these posts, on these goes, on these uh, – just all these vertical plays – getting 30 yards down the field, Kyler Murray bombs it, and all of a sudden he's gone for a touchdown. So that's what you're getting out of Bird. Brady's gone, so you got to think that whoever the quarterback that steps in is is not going to be – there's not really a lot of veteran guys now. So you're looking more of a younger sort of guy that can get the ball down fairly deep. So I think that they, if they do change that system to sort of a quarterback that can throw the ball a lot deeper than Brady did in these last couple of years – Bird can be super effective, but if they stick to that system that they did have with Brady, which I, I think they end up probably will, just because it's you know really hard to adapt a whole new system unless you're playing with Lamar Jackson because you have to adapt a whole new system for him, then you're not really going to get the skill you would have liked <coughs> out of Bird. But uh, even even if they do keep him, a great special team player. So <coughs> that's something that Belichick loves. I seven. People were pissed the other day that he went and gave Slater two and a half million dollars a year. I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. I love <laughs> Matthew Slater. I I don't care. The dude only plays special teams. I, I been, he found his role and he did yeah. it to a T for his he's entire a great career. Special teamer. But he's been, he's been probably the best special team in the league for what? Yeah, but he's caught like five passes. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, how many special teams plays do we make that were a direct result of Matthew Slater? That's true. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, uh, so actually, I just saw this a minute ago. You might have hit the nail on the head. Um, the Patriots and the Chargers have both requested medical records. This is from uh, a source, Incarcerated Bob, on Twitter. He's usually pretty good with these. I know his, his name's Incarcerated Bob. But... Um, uh, the Patriots and Chargers have requested medical records for Cam Newton. And they will proceed with trade talks after reviewing them. Uh, but the price, at, as it stands right now, the price for Newton uh, seems to be somewhat high, is what people I say. I don't believe that's true, because if Carolina wanted to force Newton out, they're probably going to know that they can't request something high. If they're, that's probably smokescreen, honestly. If they're saying the price is kind of high, yeah, that's, that's that. Like, there's no team in the world that's like, oh, I want to trade this guy, but I'm gonna make sure teams struggle to get him. No, I guarantee you, Bill O'Brien was Bill yeah, O'Brien exactly. did not want Hopkins anymore, and that's why he dumped him for a second rounder. He was like, ah, oh, first deal I'll get, I'll fucking dump him. You could have gotten a better deal for Hopkins, even Actually, if you wanted uh, to build him out. But Bill O'Brien probably did a tab of acid to uh to. To prove you right on that, actually, um, there was actually a report that I saw that O'Brien and Hopkins did not get along. Well, who fucking would? O'Brien's a dumbass. And that that... Yeah, and that's... I, the, whoever had the tweet out that said it, uh, I love the point they made. Is Bill O'Brien hasn't done enough in his career to be at odds with a player like yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> A lot of blown <laughs> playoff leads for Bill O'Brien. Like, yeah, like if 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 Andy Reid, or I'll even yeah, I'll even say Andy Reid or, or Bill Belichick had, was at odds with a guy like Hopkins, you might be like, 
All right, man. Well, I mean, you got to look at the coach, you know. Like, that's that's a guy. <laughs> but with Bill O'Brien, it's like, eh, I don't know. Hawkins is probably right yeah. in the situation. You know what? There's actually some a uh, <laughs> little bit of breaking news here. But the NFL oh. is telling all the teams that as of tonight, the NFL is working with the XFL to allow NFL clubs to sign XFL players. Beautiful. So I think that's going to add a little bit of flair to free agency, but that also doesn't mean anything good for us. It does. Where does PJ Walker? PJ Walker, future Patriots starter. Ooh. I hey hey. How about BJ Daniels? BJ Daniels is a discount Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying a starter, but somebody might sign him. There's a lot of great guys. The XFL is going to definitely have a lot more guys signing than the AAF did. Because also, AAF was a lot of guys that weren't even ex-NFL, but the XFL was a lot of ex-NFL guys. Um, I honestly, I think Lance Dunbar might make it back into the league. I there's a few guys. Uh, I from watching the XFL while it was still on for us. Um, that stood stood out to me. Uh, Don, Donald Parham. I believe his name was the tight end for uh, the Renegades. He's like 6'8", 260 pounds. And they clocked him running like 23 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> In a full sprint. And I'm like, man, I, did I saw him run routes. I saw him drop some passes too. But I, either that dude get, didn't get the snaps or he's got some issues that kept one him of my friends just One of my friends just blank, called O.J. Howard or G. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I do know there's a whole collection of Pats fans that uh, are now I, I say Pats fans with doing the air quotation marks um, they're, they're now Bucks fans <laughs> and, and they're, they're, they're in love with what OJ Howard's going to do I mean there's Brady. a lot of people that I know were quote unquote oh. Patriots fans who are saying that, oh I'm just a Patriots fan because of Tom Brady and I mean, that's that's. Yeah, I'll I'll let you have that because I'm only a Celt. I was really only a Celtics fan to start with because I was only a Kemba Walker fan. I was just gonna follow wherever Kemba went. But I mean, now I'm more. I'm a little more so that if I'm yeah. Boston, because I love Jason Tatum and I love Jalen Brown, and I've always liked Brad Stevens as a coach. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a great. I'm I'm fucking. For. The fans are I'm wicked. I'm ready to too. see one of my teams win a championship. I need it now. Like I have been watching sports pretty faithfully for about six, oh, seven years now. You've, you've I've never only had that, ever seen you, the Atlanta Falcons in the oh. Super Bowl blow a twenty-eight to three lead. And because I'm a Tigers yeah, fan, and as soon as yeah. I became a Tigers fan, Miguel Cabrera's like MVP years are well past him, and now they're rebuilding. The Oilers are my favorite hockey team, and they're finally starting to look good. And they they could have done it this year, but I mean, now it's not going to happen. And I mean, obviously, I was a Hornets fan for way too long. So, yeah, yeah that'll, that'll do it too. I dude, winning, watching your team, I I've seen quite a few of them. The losses, the losses yeah. hurt. Those, I don't, I don't even, I can't even imagine how twenty eight to three. Man, I just. Oof. I remember, it felt felt great on 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 this end of it. That felt absolutely in, incredible the, that night. That was Alfred, that was a ride. But it must have been the exact. I remember the Robert Alfred pick six <laughs> to end the first half, 
And I was like, oh my god, it's finally going to happen. And then they come out and they score again, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I was ready for the second half meltdown, but when they came out and they just scored again, and I was like, oh my god, this this has to be it. Like, 28-3, to three, you're just sitting there, you're Dutch. like, 25 points. And they brought up the statistic, it was like the most a team has ever come back from, and down in the Super Bowl was like 13 points. I was like, oh, so, like, locked down, this is done. And I... Yeah, pretty and much impossible. I remember seeing James White cross the end zone in overtime, and all I did was take off my Matt Ryan jersey and just whip it at the wall, and I and then I left. I left. <laughs> I was done, dude. So I um I had gotten a call. Obviously, this was on a Sunday. I'd I'd been laid off. That's how it goes in the union. But job ends, you gotta wait for a phone call. Go somewhere else. Do something completely <laughs> different. <laughs> um. So I I'd, I'd just gotten a call. On Friday, after like a month off, going back to work Monday morning. I'm like, you're kind of like, damn it. All right, you know, day after the Super Bowl, I'm going back to work. But uh, you know, when I went down 28 to 3, and I'm like, all right, man, hey, I got fucking work in the morning. I was still drinking at the time. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have gonna have one more beer, and we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> right, you know, if 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 they don't start doing anything, then it's over, and I'll go to bed. Oh, they they think they went down and scored, and it's twenty eight to ten. I'm like, well, all right. I mean, I I said if they did anything, I'd I'd have another beer and I'd see what happened. <laughs> and then <laughs> I think that's when uh, <laughs> I, I then I yeah I think then we had we went out got another field goal or whatever, and I'm like, all right now. Got to see now. I got to give him another shot. Ha- had another drink, and then we had the high tower strip sack. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! They had the high tower strip sack, and my fucking my father comes into the room, makes another drink. And I look and I'm like, they're really gonna fucking do this, aren't they? And he goes, "Oh yeah, this has been over." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how did you know that? And he's like, just saw the look in their eyes. He's like, I, I, I didn't think they were gonna walk away with a, wa- a loss with the way they had it in their eyes. And you know what? That night, I, I think even you have to say this as a Falcons fan. Plain and simple, the Patriots wanted it more. They, yeah. I mean, I think the Falcons wanted it a lot. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying the Falcons didn't play hard. I am not. I'm they, not saying they that did, at all. I, but... They played them. They played hard, but Shanahan didn't take the Super Bowl seriously, and it's very clear that after this year's Super Bowl, he still doesn't. He still just looks at it as a game. You got to realize that. Yeah, when it's... like you, you do have to kind of take it as like it's just another game. We've won games, but at the same time, you have to realize what that game is, and you have to call it your yeah. best. Like, look at it like game. this: it's yes, the Patriots are coming back. Oh shit! It's twenty-eight, twenty-four. But now you are in field goal range. It's first down. And then what's the first thing you call? A play where Matt Ryan drops back for at least like 500 years and then have Devonta Freeman block, who is an unreliable blocker as I've seen. And you think that is going to work when all night you have been playing, you've been playing or you've been calling plays 
Free, Freeman was killing. Freeman was and killing. Freeman him. was all night rolling. Hell, even if you're going to call a pass, might as well just be a quick hitch to Julio, who was fucking destroying the Patriots all night. Julio killing was us. having a fucking field day with Patriots DBs. But no, let's call the most <laughs> ridiculous play in field goal territory. You might as well have just called the field goal right there. Like, just fucking kick it first down, move on. Well, and even, I mean, Dude, that the high tower strip sack. I what were they on? They they're already third and one, and he called a seven step drop back. I know it. it <laughs> like he, he, he every time. I'm gonna watch it again soon. It was on last night. I, I recorded that in uh, Super Bowl Forty Nine, which was my said this uh, Super Bowl Forty Nine against the Seahawks. My favorite Brady performance. My favorite New England. That's that's why. <laughs> Just talk it. That's that's. Oh no! I mean, dude, that was an amazing play by Malcolm Butler. But Tom Brady in that fourth quarter, that was that was his Mona Lisa. It's funny whenever that was, I get that, that, into arguments with Seahawks fans, they're just like, "Oh, twenty-eight to three. I'm like, "All right, one yard line. Now you like that, <laughs> dude? Now, okay, that play call." Is one of the weird ones to me. So, yes, you should have handed it off to Marshawn Lynch. Obviously, you say that in hindsight. Lynch had just gotten stuffed two plays in a row, running up the middle. And on that play, in the red zone, they were nine for nine with nine touchdowns. The Patriots just knew the play. So, it was... I mean, that, I guess like it's hard to it, it, like statistically. I, I mean, I, but yeah, it's like it, it's it's hard to say. Like, as we're, we're not NFL coaches, so like when you when you look at the numbers on that, you know, like it's. But then again, it's P Carroll gone to his own head. That's what was that third down? Was exactly that what happened. Down? That was, I believe. Third. So why not just? Yes, I think that was third. Why not go another shot with Marshawn, knowing that it doesn't matter if it's fourth down or not. You still you need that shot. That's, that's yeah. The, I, like it's. I guess I guess maybe his thought was, oh, if we throw an incomplete, I guarantee um, you this. You got another shot. If they call that, if they ran the ball with that Patriots defense, it probably would have scored. But in the scenario, in the scenario where they do stuff them. Then they just go to that play again, and it's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It's uh, like I said, it's it's not a horrible play call, but it's it's Pete Carroll overthinking the situation and getting into his own head, and that's what. Well, he's he let the Patriots get in his head. Yeah, that's Tom Belichick beats everyone. I don't know. That's. <laughs> That's literally Belichick's game plan is to get into your head. Belichick probably has property in Kyle Shanahan's head right now. I think he owns property in a lot of coaches' heads. Uh, <laughs> when you look at I, – I, dude, seriously, when you break, break down Belichick's like whole defensive career, you look at that Bills offense in the 90s. Yeah. I was saying, you're young. You weren't, that was a fucking amazing offense. I wasn't even around for that, really. But it was an amazing offense. Be- um, Belichick told the Giants in the Super Bowl, uh, let Thurman Thomas run for 150 yards. So I want I want Thurman Thomas to have 100 yards against you. He told Kyle Banks, Lawrence Hill, <laughs> Harry Carson. 
They were like, what? He was like, yeah, well, if Thurman Thomas runs for 150 yards and Jim Kelly won't throw for 400. <laughs> Jim fucking. And they're like, oh, they're like, oh, all right. I guess that makes sense. And then against, against the Rams in 2001, dude, he went fucking dime packages like the entire game. Yeah, that's <laughs> he loaded the field with he loaded the field with D backs and challenged Mike March to try to run the ball. And Mike March was so stubborn that he refused to run the ball. <laughs> and that's why they lost the game. But situation gets repeated in Super Bowl fifty one. <clears throat> exactly. Challenge Shanahan to run the ball and look what he fucking does. He passes. Fuck it. Andy Reid did the same thing. Run the fucking ball. Watch it. Watch run the ball right now. Try to try to clutch the game right now after we just scored on you, and you can end the game right here. What do you do? How to throw the ball three straight times and kill about thirty seconds a clock when I could have killed maybe three, four if I had gone a couple downs. Shit, that's even that's even what we did at, right there in Seattle. We were just talking about he pretty much challenged. Yeah, throw the ball. Down to run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, they they take Belichick's bait. That's their that's their biggest problem. Um, you so do we got any other news here? Anything um, else we got? What uh, what's going on in the BCMG two K league? Let's just update oh, the folks oh, on that before a, we a, before we wrap it up. Yes, let's 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 get an update on the Omaha right. Mannings. Oh, the Omaha Mannings. Well, uh, so as you know, the Omaha <laughs> were formerly the Boston Celtics. Um, I discussed with Kenny and Jet that I believe that we're going to have a Boston appreciation night. I'm um, going to redo the court. We're going to have a nice Celtics court. Use a throwback jersey. Uh, it's going to be good. But uh, we've, been, oh, oh, I... we've been making tons <laughs> of moves trying to build around Harden. Uh, we picked up Lou Will uh, because I felt Lowry was, uh, you know, he's he's $33 million and uh, he doesn't, his contract doesn't expire this year. So I was like, might as well pay eight mil to Lou Will instead and, you know, just have a solid guard there. Uh, I dumped that bomb Serge Ibaka, uh, but we don't have any, uh, you know, good centers anymore. But uh, we are 11-4. and four. And uh, all I got to say is I'm going to fuck up Cohen so bad that he's going to wish he never played me in 2K. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, now, so I, we can watch the games on Twitch, correct? Uh, I believe Christian does plan on streaming them. I think in the coming okay. weeks, I'm also going to plan on streaming just because I have four weeks of no school now. So I got nothing else to do. Yeah. It, well, I mean, if, if you're playing code, I, oh, want, it, I want you to stream oh, I'll, that game. I'll stream the code game. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, I need I need a link to that. Oh, um, for sure. I'll I'll make sure. To, I'm 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 rooting. I'm rooting for I'll you. Have I'll, I'll, I'll have that. <laughs> I'll have it set up the day before with times and everything. Beautiful, beautiful. That's what that's what I like to hear. That's 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 good planning. And then, yeah, I mean, I got I got at least two weeks off after uh, after tomorrow. I get a couple hours worth of work, and then yeah, they're they're, they're shutting us down. I gotta. Fill up on cigarettes and weed when I get my layoff check. <laughs> get some more Mountain Dews and uh, yeah, yeah, just stay home. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even. <laughs> I don't without sports on I'm, TV. It's gonna be. It's gonna I be. Know. I'm not even in like an at risk area, but it's, I'm just staying. I mean, I get three weeks off after this week, but I'm staying home this week. Just because if I go <laughs> out and I for any reason I come back with that, my mom runs her skincare business from home, so she can't. She wouldn't just. Yeah, so yeah, I can't do that. 
Well, they, they haven't, like, officially, like, imposed a lockdown. But, like, I I don't really do anything outside of... Like, <laughs> Go <laughs> anyway, home and smoke. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's pretty much all. Turn on the Xbox, play some Madden. I mean... Yeah, that's what I'm about to go do now. My parents are sleeping, so I didn't want to be on the phone with you walking up the stairs. <laughs> I didn't want to be on this walking up the stairs and wake them up. But uh, yeah, man, I just I don't really do anything to begin with. I go home and I watch sports, smoke, <laughs> smoke cigarettes, drink Mountain Dew. I don't go. I don't drink anymore. I don't do drugs anymore. So you know, that's <laughs> that's all I got. It's like I smoke weed and I watch sports. And well, now there's no sports, so. I got I got three books here that uh you know that could last me a day and a half <laughs> if I'm really just reading. Uh Brightside, season two of All Americans now on Ooh, Netflix. Gonna have to watch that. Yeah, I don't know. Have you I, watched I've that? I watched show? a bit of the first season because I mean I'm I'm all in on stuff like that, but uh I just haven't really been watching. Yeah, I, I never am a big TV show guy. Like I get started on it and I'm like oh, I'll watch this later, and then I never do. But I mean I got four weeks off now, so I might as well actually get through some of those shows. Yeah, it's 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 gotta be uh the right show. Now a throwback. Um, we'll we'll talk about anything nowadays. I since now there's no sports, I would do I will be doing episodes where I talk about TV shows. We got is better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt goat. Hey, I won't. I won't. That. <laughs> but uh, if if dude, if you are looking for something, um, Dre couldn't get it in his area. Maybe you can on Hulu. An old throwback show, uh, The Shield, okay. with Michael Chiklis, right. is a fantastic show. Um, the one of the main writers of it and producers is Kurt oh, yeah. Sutter. And I'm hoping you. I'm hoping you know I what that name is from. Okay. See. Exactly. So it's uh, basically Michael Chiklis, who I just found out is from Lowell, Massachusetts. So now I'm yeah I'm slightly biased towards the Shield now. Um, but he's dude. He's like a, he's a dirty cop. He's like he's not a bad guy, but he's a dirty cop who just it basically as the show goes on. It, it, things keep falling apart, and he has to keep getting dirtier <laughs> to keep himself out of prison. Himself in some mud. It's, dude, it's the the first episode, dude, is fucked up. But like, yet literally the, the whole show, you're torn on like, wow, this dude's like, this dude's fucked up. This dude's a piece of shit. But then at the same time, you're like, God, dude, dude's a good person. Yeah. I mean, I've. <laughs> It's it's crazy. It's lately I've just been watching a shit ton of Hell's Kitchen. I'm all in on Hell's Kitchen right now, <laughs> dude. So I I never watch Bar Rescue anymore. And um, I I click. I was looking at the. It still gets recorded. <laughs> he has he has guests now on Bar Rescue with yeah. him, John Taffer. I guess Matt Ma- Ma- Oh, is one of the guests. <laughs> Ah, uh, nice <laughs> dude. I was going through like just gonna delete the episodes, and I'm just I'm like, see, Ice T joins John Taff, and I'm like, well, I gotta save that episode at least. If Ice T's on, and I'm like, he was on like another one, and then I saw Marshawn Lynch was on one, and I'm like, yep, just saving all these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marshawn Lynch and John Taff. That's, oh, that's next level. That sounds like next level absolutely. television to me. <laughs> but, 
But uh, yeah, anyway, so this has been the uh, Dark Times episode of Slightly Biased. No more I guess. sports. The, the, the first. Yep, the, the first Dark Times episode. No more Brady, no <laughs> more sports, no more Joe. <laughs> the first Dark Times episode. This is what we will call uh, this <laughs> these next few weeks slightly of the Dark, dark. Times. I'm slightly biased. Yes, this is we're, we're slightly dark. I, I mean, some people will probably take that the well, wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody, yeah. Let's just scratch that part. When <laughs> that's gonna get taken yeah. away. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I am the general Steve Rasner of Blue Call Media Group here with me. Um, my good friend from until even though we troll the shit out of each other and argue with each other like crazy. I do like this kid, Mr. Miles Bloomquist, a Canadian I, Falcons I, fan. <laughs> the yeah. Institute of Drafting is the name of the podcast, in. correct? Yeah. I just want to say, I want to throw in before uh, we go out here. Fuck you, Samari Troll. That's all. <laughs> fuck that You should tag him. Yeah. Fuck that guy. You should tag. You should tag him so he listens to this. He listens to the whole episode. We he don't even listen, talk about him. He listens to the whole up until the very end. Where we, yep. Fuck exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Fuck you, Samari troll. You suck at trolling. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming out, Miles. Thanks for tuning Absolutely. in, everybody.